0: This is banging on the drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin, and welcome to episode 136 of Banging on the Drum. I am your host P Dog, joined alongside my co-host M Dog. Please remember to like, subscribe, download, share our stuff. Uh, Mike's blowing up over there on his own but uh how you doing today mike uh, i'm doing well how are you i'm doing great so i heard in the cheese to victory you had a scratchy throat been giving out a, a few too many gluck glugs here yeah, I, just
1: <laughs> too many best jobs rolling around and so that, that got Man. me you know it, i just can still feel it i got a pretty heavy cough so there might be some times so i have to mute the old microphone here no you just it's cough a- right into them
0: true bane on the drum style it, I remember right. our first episode with all the burps and uh this thing doesn't even pick up burps you'll see today after I get into shotgunning things so I don't get what software we use that cleans up our
1: burps and stuff but your coughs probably will get cleaned out too yeah I don't uh I don't believe that that'll be the case they're pretty pretty wicked uh, all right well sort of, so we will see we will see but
0: let's let's get to business here so we do our six pack and a pound uh where we just bet on seven games throughout the week pound one of them uh right now this week I think I'm in the driver's seat but last week I got my ass absolutely handed to me I can't remember the exact stats I don't even know if you had that great of a week but I went one in sixth and I think you might have went Three and four, four and three, something like that. So,
1: but this week is still up in the air, right?
0: Yeah, but the
1: Eagles rolling yet?
0: Yeah. So basically, if the Eagles lose, I think we would. So I would go to negative five hundred. You would go to negative four hundred. So basically, if the Ravens win and the Eagles lose, you would win. But other than that.
1: And I suppose if the Ravens win, then we push. So if the Ravens oh, to win. Pick up time if, with the Eagles. Yeah,
0: because my that's my, okay. my $300 game. But anyways, we'll quit talking about that. I will pay the piper. So I'm going to try our first ever punishment shot of tequila for doing it a week late and then chasing it with a sun drop. So we will see how that goes. So, Mike, you might
1: have to kill some some dead air here so, so i was wondering what the deal with the tequila was i don't know that the week late go ahead hit it i i don't even know what to say Salum. Salum. okay i assume that's a uh uh so brazil speaks portuguese i'm assuming that is a portuguese thing um but pat just take it home this is probably like the best way to do it just to hit that booze And then like a a chaser right after it, right? Feels good to just chaser.
0: It was all right. Like I said, though, every time the sun drop comes in, that thing flusters me a little bit. (laughs) Like it gets my,
1: gets me sweaty, gets me red. Get you you sweating, gets you drooling every time, right? Yeah, it gets me red right off the bat.
0: But all right, now that the Piper has been paid, um we'll see if Mike's doing one or two next week. We'll probably just make you do one at a time.
1: Two. Oh, we've man, done so two. I think we've done two for Yeah, we before, definitely right? have. Definitely. <laughs> I think I handled it okay. But maybe not but, no. All right. Let's so, roll into business here. Yeah, let's jump right into the summary here. So we're gonna kick it off. Uh Bucks get the ball first. They drive down easy. Team sack by the Packers started by Gary. I don't know who finished it. Um, on third down to hold them to a field goal. Tampa Bay goes up three to zero. Um, Jones is the main guy on the Packers drive, even against the Vita Vale-led uh, Tampa Bay defense, and they go for it on fourth down and get nothing. So uh, Bucks take over on, like, the five. And I yep. gets a strip sack, and the Packers get the ball back right around the five as well. Uh on that next drive, screen pass to Tucker Kraft for the touchdown. Uh, Green Bay takes the lead, seven to three. Uh, Bucks drive down; they score a touchdown on throw to Mike Evans. Um, Bucks lead ten to seven. Uh, next drive, the Packers get the ball. Kraft leaps up and takes a helmet to the balls. Packers settle for thirty-six yard field goal. Green Bay ties it up at ten to ten. Uh, next drive, Bucks punt. Packers punt. Bucks drive down with a couple minutes to go and get a field goal, go up 13-10 to 10 going into the half. Um, first possession after the half starts off. Green Bay gets the ball. They punt. Bucks drive down and complete two third and longs to finish the drive with a 26-yard receiving touchdown to Rashad White. Uh, Packers get the ball back, drive down. Big catch by uh, Jaden Reed for an 18-yard touchdown. Uh, really a beautiful uh, example of keeping your feet in balance great uh, what did Lafleur call it like an off schedule play
0: yeah so it, off- was a, schedule. it was a it was a dime and an amazing catch
1: yeah so it's play bucks next possession they drive down one yard touchdown catch by the fullback um green bay gets the ball ball back drives down and stalls in the run, red zone and gets a field goal uh game set at 27-20 at this point Bucks get a huge screenplay and go up 34 to 20. Uh Packers in a must-score situation, stall and love fumbles on fourth down, which didn't really matter. He was either getting sacked or fumbling it like didn't really matter. Um, and that effectively ended the game. Uh they get the ball yeah. back, they rush for a few or they, they rush for a few times to get a first down. Uh they had to go for it on fourth down and then ended up getting the first down on like a fourth and two
0: yeah i think i'm gonna hop in here and just like i mean we kind of touched on the or just touch on like a few plays like big plays and yeah. in, in the game um because i mean obviously the big thing that's coming out of this is joe barry is his head is getting called for more than i have ever seen it before and i think more rightfully so than i've ever seen it before but do we want to get into that right away? Yeah, might as well. I mean, yeah. that's like the biggest story of the game for sure. Yeah, just way too many third down conversions, like from deep too. the team had five sacks in this game, and it didn't seem like that ever mattered. Usually, you know, you get a sack, you like push the guys back, and you're like, okay, it's going to be, you know, third and 15, third and 17. They're not going to get it. But the middle of the field is just wide open. All day, and I think we've been on the page of giving Barry the benefit of the doubt for for a while now. But yeah. I think I'm even to the point where it's like it's just not going to cut it. Like last week's performance, this week's performance, and to me, it doesn't even matter if it's the players that are fucking up at this point or if the scheme is messing up at this
1: point. Oh, yeah, you're, you're right.
0: right. Because if Gary or wow, well, not Gary, if if Barry. Joe Barry hasn't figured out that his guys can't run the scheme that he wants them to run right, effectively. Yeah. He needs to change himself at this point. And it's too late in the season to, I mean, not realize that yet. I So we did have maybe a good three-game run where, where it was like, okay, maybe maybe this defense is
1: going somewhere. But after the past two weeks, uh, it just seems. Well, the past two weeks and then the previous, what? So, not the previous three, but the five previous previous to that, like it's always been the same. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. And so I guess Goff doesn't fall into that uh, best quarterbacks we've faced this year, but Herbert and Mahomes do. And I think that defense works really, really effectively against guys like that when you get home with four guys and you're back in the zone and like, like you don't give them as much like opportunity to really be super crazy effective in their, you know, get out of the pocket, chuck it downfield type stuff. Um, Yeah. See, I have
0: no clue if like that's the case. Like, I mean, it seemed like it worked
1: very effectively against uh, both. Right. Yeah. I mean, but anyway, uh, I just don't understand like why we still have him at this point. Like, I guess I understand if we're sitting here at Monday at eight thirty p.m. Um, I would say I don't understand why we still have him under contract. So my attitude towards this is like if if Lafleur is unwilling to make a change, right? Is he willing to both get him, both himself and Barry fired over this, right? That's kind of where I'm at. Are you unwilling enough to make a change? Because two losing seasons in a row, um one with a guy like Aaron Rodgers at the helm, and mostly due to like a lackluster defense, for all the games we've lost, it's not ridiculous what the offense is doing. Are you willing to say I'm tied to this guy for better or for worse? Like if if uh he gets fired, I get fired right so you yeah. run into that like if you choose to bring him back especially after this season if he ends up getting fired you're going to end up getting fired like that's just the way it's going to be yeah and I'm i am care oh i'm, I'm just, just ready to cut ties with him right now
0: yeah no i'm good with it too uh i mean it sucks like the human element yeah. of that like always sucks but like it is it's the nfl
1: it's the like most cutthroat business out there for the most part usually Um so I'd I'd be much more concerned if you decided to fire like one of my coworkers around Christmas time like, yeah <laughs> I don't get that concerned about like guys who make you know even if it's a couple million dollars a year I get that that's not oh my god it's life-changing money but like it's a lot a lot of money to have that money like if he gets fired He's not going to go. He's not going to be on the street begging for money. Like, yeah, that's so not that, the way this shit goes. Like, that is 100% gonna take, true. He's going to take the next, I don't know, six months. He's going to try to find a job with another team as whatever coach he was prior to beco- becoming a defensive coordinator and set into like a new role where he does something a little bit different. If it it, it would have been the college game, like whatever it is. Like, he's not going to be out of work. He's going to be or he's going to be out of work for six months and then he's going to find a job in football doing something somewhere. Yeah. And he's already made a shitload of money in football because they all get paid well.
0: Yeah. It would honestly be probably a treat if you were him and got fired at this point in the season, you'd be like, okay, we're just going to go spend the rest of the year in the Caribbean. Don't have to deal with winter anymore.
1: So yeah, no. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's nothing.
1: I'm I'm assuming he has a family, right? So you get fired on December 18th. It's basically like, you're taking off until the first few weeks in the new year. And then if you're going to go to college, that's when you'd get hired.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no. So not too concerning. But anyways, uh, yeah, I think he should be gone at this point. Uh, another thing that that I think is kind of interesting is it seems like the Packers have played super well when it felt like we had nothing to lose. And then, like, yeah. we we get tight when it's like, oh, shit. Like, after we beat the Chiefs, like, I feel like we played the Chiefs, like, like, we got nothing to lose here. Like, if we win this yeah, game, great. Them. If we lose this game, whatever. And then, yeah. like, after we beat them, it's like, hey, guys, we might really have a shot to do something, to make the playoffs, to make some noise. And then the play calling gets tighter. The the defense yeah. plays worse. So, I'm curious what that is. So, It seems like we need to get back to playing like we have nothing to lose. Like, I think that should just be their mindset for the rest of the season. It's like, sure, the playoffs are still in sight. But we got to, like, operate like we don't give a shit like that's Like, we're going to lose something if, if we fuck up by being aggressive or whatever it be.
1: Yeah, and the funny thing about stuff like that is, like, You're afraid to lose something, but that's the reason you're losing it. Yeah. is because you're afraid to lose it. You know what I mean? Like, the Chiefs are never afraid to lose a game because they know they're going to win the next five. Like, it doesn't concern them generally. Like, you know, we stepped on our dick today. Like, we'll get it next time. That's the way their attitude is. And it doesn't feel like that's the Packers' attitude is that, all right, we fucked up today. Next one's ours. No big deal. Yeah.
0: It, I mean, it, like we didn't have. So last game, and some stuff turns into like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Like we were running all those jet sweeps uh, last game against the Giants. And then we just didn't even see like a wrinkle of like a jet sweep or anything really like that
1: today. We or, didn't see anything clever today. Nothing at all. No like trick the trick pr- plays, nothing like that
0: but i will say though the one thing impressive about that is it did seem like when we drop back to pass if you give love i don't even know like what's a good amount of time like 4 seconds or whatever a good amount of time like back there is he finds a guy every single time and on the opposite end a guy gets open every single time which didn't seem like it was happening as much early in the season, but that really goes to show you how much these wide receivers have grown and
1: figured out how to find holes in defenses. I mean, to be fair, today we're out without a number one, and really the guy who is probably the number three, or no, the number four, stepped up big time and played like a number one. Wicks played really, really well today. And I like the way he runs after he has the ball in his hands. He just... Is a try hard guy. Once he has the ball in his hands,
0: yeah. No, Wicks Wicks had a great game. Our Craft had a good game. Which, like we we've been saying, I mean, he was brought in to be like the number two tight end, but he's starting to very much look like he's gonna be, you know, a I mean, number one looking tight end.
1: I mean, hopefully nobody murders anyone or anything like that. But like, it could be looked very Hernandez Gronk esque with those two at tight end.
0: For sure yeah it's like one a and one b type deal um craft definitely more has like a more of a stockier build to be like a tight end with when there's like
1: a running play whereas so Buster, if he turns into the gronk we're probably okay with that yeah yeah no that was that what gronk was i mean gronk was like the guy who was was not supposed to catch any of those passes hernandez was supposed to get all that shit, and it just never worked that way because probably because Teams keyed to Hernandez more because he was more athletic.
0: Yeah, no, but I mean, it looks like we went out and had a great draft uh, this last season. It's like a A plus draft. Uh, I mean, anyway, so you split we've, it.
1: yeah, we've seen guys on the defensive side like Valentine Valentine play really well. We've seen uh, Carl Brooks play well. Van Ness got his third sack of the season today.
0: Just. Yeah, he, he seems to be like slow rolling into it, but I think he is going to be a pretty nasty dude uh, down the line. He might not be like the big flashy guy, but more of like kind of like Hawk ended up being is like just a, a mainstead of your defense for a long time. Maybe not the guy that is making it to every single pro bowl, but
1: is just a damn solid professional through. So I wonder, Yeah, I wonder how many, like, actual plays he gets. What's that? Like, how many snaps does he actually get in every game, right? So, like, and then on top of that, like, a real opportunity to make a sack on that play, right? So, if you're getting a second and six, are they running the ball? And then you don't actually even have a chance at a sack. Like, how many plays does he have where there's a real sack opportunity? Yeah, and I'm sure there's somebody does that stats it's not yeah. banging on the drum
0: yeah right but yeah if you look at his game log uh so he has 22 tackles on the year 18 of them are solo and then he only has two sacks and one was in the first game of the season it was very impressive on uh fields and then the one today seemed like i mean you definitely are still doing some work but like Kind of almost like a gift, like you just got free and smoked the yeah. quarterback type yeah. deal, but yeah, I, I think he'll be solid. But I definitely don't have the eyes, like I'm not just sitting there being like, What's Vanessa doing on this play? What's Vanessa? Yeah, every once in a while, when I see like Wyatt or something, I'll try to pay attention to like what he's doing on the play. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm, I could be dumb on this one. Wyatt is a rookie as well.
1: No, it's so a second year guy. But okay. He did not do much last year. Was not or, that's,
0: I, I was thinking Carl Brooks, not Wyatt. Wyatt's. Yeah, Brooks a, is a rookie round.
1: as well. Yeah. So, would we have like 13 picks? I was trying to remember, like, from. I mean, and so even if Carlson is only a starter for like two or three years with us, that kicker, like, I suppose you made that stopgap between Crosby and whoever the next guy is. Um, who, uh, was it Johnson that everybody was losing their shit about because he got a couple picks a few weeks ago. He was the, a late-round pick from Iowa State, right? Yeah, so, yeah. That I had wrong. I think a lot of rookies were, are contributing with us right now. Valentine is contributing, playing pretty well for the most part, as far as I can tell. Um, and then offensively, so you got uh, both tight ends, Wicks is doing something. Reed is doing something. Is Heath the second year guy or a rookie? I think Heath's a
0: rookie out of like Chattanooga or, or no, he's out of Oldness, but uh, yeah, he's a rookie.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, like, I mean, we are having a lot of production coming out of our like offensive rookies.
0: Yeah. A and even, even Bo Milton messed around and got a catch today. Might His, have had
1: two. Didn't he get back? Yeah. He, he
0: had two targets. I think oh, he might have had, like, because it does seem like he caught two balls, but I want to say one was out of bounds or some shit like that. Or okay, or almost caught two balls. But, but yeah, lots of success
1: with our rookies. Just uh, not a lot of success as a team. Yeah. Our team is not being very successful right now. So,
0: Dude, Godwin ripped us apart today. Let him go 10 catches, 150, 155 yards just craziness and if you look at every receiver on the on the team for them basically all of them had an a 20-yard player more so uh godwin had a 25-yard catch david moore had that 52-yard catch to put the last nail in the coffin evans had a 19-yard catch so not quite 20.
1: Rashad White had that a 26 That was a touchdown, yard. probably. He caught that touchdown from, like, 15 yards out. Yeah. And then,
0: yeah, Cade Otten had a 22-yard catch, and Rashad White had a 26-yard catch. So we gave up so many 20-yard plays today. It was ridiculous.
1: Yeah, like and, that's on a bend-don't-break defense, like a just-give-up-the-eight-yard play defense. That's what, like, has been the whole year, is that he tries to keep everything in front of him and underneath, and today that did not happen
0: yeah it is insane just it just to me where i mean we're gonna be beating a dead horse with barry needs to go is like just that concept in general like doesn't even seem right just try to win every single play and i think you're gonna be better off than just being like no we'll give them that we'll give them that we'll give them that Like sure. There's times where you're going to have to like say, Hey, we're going to take Mike Evans out of this game and we're going to have to let Godwin beat us type deal. But I don't know, man, you, I think you had a pretty good tweet where you're like this Packers team, like going into halftime, we just let
1: teams walk down and get field goals. I mean, Yeah. yeah. And like, I mean, so we watched that happen against the giants, like, win the game. You needed needed to make make it so that they could not get any yards and you just let them take the 10 underneath, take the 10 underneath, take the 10 underneath until they were in field goal position. And then they win the game easy. And today at halftime, same thing. Like basically you have to play tight defense right there. And you refused to do that. Yeah. And I don't I don't get that shit. Like that's not things I understand. Now if you want to do that like, to trade seven for three, kind of like we did early in this game. I feel like we've done that a few times. Uh, we did that against the Chiefs, right? That's what worked the best against. We traded three points and then went and got seven. Traded three points, went and got seven. And so, like, if that's the way you want to do that, that's fine. But there's certain situations in a game where you can't let them down the field and put up points, right? Right? There's no way to get seven back at the end of the half. Yeah. There's no way to get seven back at the end of a game against the Giants. It just doesn't work. Like, and it's so easy for them to do. It's like you play you're playing at a uh like a medium level on Madden, right? All through the game. And then you switch it to easy mode, like to play right before the half. Like they make it so simple to do.
0: Yeah, and it did look like uh, a Madden play caller was calling plays against us, just running everything down the seams. The seams that were just glaringly yeah. wide open.
1: And all day. honestly, my my thought on it was, is like this is like when you played with Peyton Manning in like the two thousand and five game, right? It was so easy. Like he just runs the, and you're facing a cover two again, and you're Peyton Manning, and like. You just make the throw right over to the sideline or you make it right up the seam and then everything is all good.
0: Yeah, and the 10 yards off the ball, like the cornerbacks, I don't get that either because I was watching that a little bit closer today and I like to watch my boy Nixon and I feel like he's had a rough two games in a row, yeah. but it was like a dude running like right at him. So he's playing like the nickel spot and he's just like kind of flat footed 10 feet back. And then the guy just kept going and he just waited at the 10 and then they just threw it right over his head to like a wide open guy in the middle of the field. Yeah. Like, so I, I just don't get where that philosophy, like, cause I feel like it'd be easier to run with a guy if you like caught them like three to five yards off the ball. And then you're kind of like already running and moving like granted, they could fake you out and, Make you miss, but if you're just sitting there and they get a running start to get to like where you're gonna be, they're gonna blow by you if if they want to. So that that's one thing I don't
1: get about that ten yards off the ball stuff. Right. And so I think like if you're gonna play off coverage and it's not a you know, third and forty type play, right? Like third and twenty-five. If you're gonna play off coverage, you should be within like three to four yards so when they come off you can hit them and then when they adjust you stay with them right so like you put them back to zero on the speed so that there's no acceleration like you have to have acceleration in order to beat me the yeah. corners are at that same level that's like my thinking towards it right i understand that that's not as easy as it looks Devonte adams you know all these top end wide receivers make plenty of people look very very foolish when they try to put hands on them after two three yards right of running like just slip by them somehow but if you can like like hit them and make them restart what they're doing that throws the timing with the quarterback off that throws like you put them at closer to speed if you're standing seven yards back and can't touch them you know like how are you going to get up to speed with them from zero if they've already started running
0: yeah, and that's what I was seeing when I was paying attention to that shit. Is yeah, they just get blown by. But you ready to get into this this SWAT that we do? Yeah. All right. I'll try to be kind of quick. Feel free to throw yours in. I know you didn't type yours up, but um, so we'll start with the Packers strengths. And it goes for this game and for the whole season. I noticed when I was typing this up, I was like, I'm just talking about like. The season as a whole for the most part, but for this game and for the season, a big strength. Uh, Jordan Love is that dude. So I really do think, I mean, he had a damn good game. He was 29 of 39, 284 yards, two touchdowns. One of those touchdowns being just an absolute dime, putting it at the only place that you could put it. Granted, we talked about this a little bit. Reed made a hell of a catch on that play as well. Just a beautiful play. And we were talking about that last week uh, where we had the one throw that was a beauty, but the only thing was the receiver. I think it was Reed, right? Who didn't get his toe down. He only got one toe down last weekend.
1: No, it wasn't Reed.
0: Oh, it was Dobbs.
1: Uh, I don't think it was either. I thought it was a, like a third guy. Wicks or, like, yeah, I mean, but we have so many. Or, or, yeah. Like I thought it was just a one of the later dudes
0: for some reason i thought it was
1: i, I thought it was either it reed or Dobbs, but and it could have been i just i'm not remembering but he yeah, just out. didn't get his foot in and this week yeah reed did and it was really a great pass yeah and catch
0: yeah so that that jordan love would be a strength for this game and then i think like season wise like however this season goes uh whether we make the playoffs make a little bit of a splash or don't it looks like we know we don't have to worry about a quarterback uh in the near future so that that is a great strength of this team is
1: we're not the bears that are still looking for their guy wishy-washy on their guy right yeah Uh, so so i i think another strength of this packers team is our front five on defense um so we got like gary smith uh clark wyatt Brooks Slayton, you know whoever, whichever guys you want to plug in there, Enigbari and Van Ness would also fall into this. These, these players, and I think that we got guys that make plays, do the right things, um, step up. I think it's the back end of our defense that really comes with the problems, but the front five on our defense, I think, is very, very good. Yeah,
0: that's an interesting observation. Like coming off of. Getting the ball ran down our throat quite a bit. Like we didn't quite this game. Uh, Rashad White had twenty-one carries for eighty-nine yards. We ended up holding them as a team to under ninety-nine yards rushing. So I guess you're right. That w- that was a pretty good game by by the front five. If if we're not giving up that, um, it did look like in coverage though that Devondre Campbell was fairly easy to pick on a little
1: yeah. bit. I think uh, when you're using when you're using Godwin to pick on him, I think it becomes a hell of a lot easier. Yeah,
0: and that is just a weird that that's like just another defensive scheme flaw. Like, why Nixon's on the field fairly often, and when you got three receivers on the field, why is your linebacker covering a yeah a receiver when you have
1: five DBs on the field, like? Right. And you got a linebacker like Quay Walker who can run with just about every running back in the league. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, maybe no, not
1: everyone, I, but a lot of them.
0: Yeah. Th- that was baffling that they were just giving the seam up with Devondre Campbell, watching him just get beat in the passing game uh, at least three or four times.
1: I mean, to be fair, though, that's that zone coverage defense, right? Like, so you line up man in zone and then you fall into your area. Well, if your area is the guy that covers Godwin every time, that's yeah, that's, that's true. why you get fucking burned on that shit.
0: That is true. All right. And then my last strength, uh, I guess I kind of just double tap the passing game. And I've already talked about it before. But yeah, just our pass catchers in general. It seems like if we get that time, they find a way to get open and love finds a way to find them. And that is very refreshing because early in the season it didn't feel so much like that and now it just seems like you know next year it doesn't look like we have to attack a pass catching option we don't need the top end pick to go out and get um maserati marv or or all these top end receiving (laughs) talent in the in the draft so so it looks like we're pretty set there and we can spend our draft capital in areas that we need it, which looks like it's going to be the secondary a lot. And
1: yeah, maybe offensive yeah. line.
0: It, I don't know, man, because the also, offensive line seems like they play pretty good too. Is
1: how many? i always a guy that is willing to go with an offensive line or a defensive lineman in the, especially in the first couple of rounds. Like I think those are the the picks you miss on less not that you don't miss on them but you miss on them less and then like finding your guys later in the draft that are i mean to be fair i think basically what they find is guys that are trying hard i think valentine valentine like i don't think he expected to come in and fight for a starting job when you have stokes and douglas and alexander in the cornerback room But he comes in and he plays every week and he plays okay right for a guy who should be learning and not anywhere near the starting lineup
0: yeah yeah i mean he's getting all the starting reps being a seventh round pick so yeah yeah that that is yeah and he'll grow he'll get better so that that's good to see but we don't have much for strengths in this game. I, I feel like this was just a very piss poor played game. I mean, offense looked fine, uh, but defense was just awful. So we'll transition into that. Uh, yeah, it, the defense just looked bad in every single way. Uh, I already said it early, uh, emptied the clip a little bit early in the show, but five sacks today and we never got them off the field.
1: Like, I think we made a punt once.
0: One yeah. punt. Insanity. Um, yeah, because so they were seven for eleven on third downs, which I feel like that's way too much, and especially like not even third and shorts. It was like third and ten a lot.
1: Third and I mean eight, there were some th- second and, and like twenty fives too, like where we had them backed up to start with, and then they got them in the next two downs.
0: Yeah. And then if we throw the four, there were one for one on fourth down. So eight for 12 on, I don't know if you want to call it like clutch plays or something. We could make up a stat. We'll call it clutch plays eight for 12 on clutch plays. And the Packers were six for 14 on those clutch plays for two on fourth downs, six for 12. So just a big linchpin in a game. Is being able to get off the field on third downs. And the Packers did not do a good job of doing that uh today. Already talked about the cornerbacks playing 10, 10 off the ball. Uh Joe Barry, we already hammered him home. Uh, but just a double tap that is, you know, to me, it's he's just gotta go because whether it's his scheme or if it's the players fucking up his scheme, like not doing it. He's the one that needs to make adjustments and realize like, well shit, I don't got my guys to do that. Kind of like we were talking about the badgers early in the year, like, hey, we're going from a team that just runs the ball down people's throats. So that's our personnel group right there, to an air raid. So we're gonna need to like blend something if we wanna be even semi-successful this year. And it just doesn't seem like Joe Barry's like willing to make adjustments. It seems like the stubbornness of it. Uh, is just insanity. Like he's driving the fans nuts. Um, it seems like guys who are even like pretty locked in and watch tape and stuff nuts. Uh, our dumbasses think- nuts. Like more like the the optimistic to a fault guys. Like I mean, just being I, like, I, I, it, that, it needs to happen
1: for, through the first like I don't know what when did we start winning again the lines, I don't know what week that was, maybe for, for the first like eight, nine weeks, I was defending Joe Barry and saying our offense needs to score more points in order for us to win games because they're holding them to 20 or what, or 22 or whatever and we're losing 22 to 20, it seemed like quite often. I defended him. I thought, like, if you can continue to not l- allow teams to score points, that's fine. Like, what's the big deal? Um, I think in the Giants game, like, I realized that it doesn't matter if you hold them to field goals if you can't make any stops when it counts, right? There's probably other games where I noticed like he's not making stops when it counts. And then it ends up like costing us uh, games. The Falcons game probably if I would go back and watch that is very similar to what happened, you know, like it costs us games because we can't get a three and out stop ever. Like that just doesn't exist inside the Packers. I don't even know if the one punt today was three and out, but like they had one punt today, which is unacceptable.
0: It was actually three and out, surprisingly enough. But, but yeah, that was their one, one good defensive drive Uh, coming uh, off after they hit a field goal. So,
1: but, but yeah. And then then they stopped us, right? They, they get a, uh, Like, we get a three and out, and then they get a three and out. Or not maybe a three and out, but, like, they get a five and out. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's really tough to deal with is that, like, the way our offense is currently constructed, they should not be the ones that have to play the perfect game in order to win. The defense should have to play the perfect game in order to win. Like, you have a first-year starting quarterback, is he going to be better than a rookie? Yes, I think he's going to be better than a rookie because he's been in the league this is year four, I suppose, right? So I think he's better than a rookie. But we have a boatload of guys that have never run routes in the NFL. Not that they've never run routes, but they've never run them in the NFL. They don't. The physicality of the game is different. Like, understanding what is a catch and what isn't a catch, getting two feet down, like learning new plays, new, learning new systems. Like, our offense should be like able to fuck up you know three times a game where like nothing goes right on a play and it shouldn't ever feel like that cost us this game. And every time they screw up, it feels like it's gonna cost us the game because our defense doesn't do enough to get stops.
0: Yeah. And I on top of it, I don't know like who comes up with like you know the Packers have like a bunch of talent on defense, but it seems like that was said about this defense quite a bit. Right? I, to the point I where was, I feel like we have a lot of talent on defense where I, I was I
1: was in love with this defense coming into the season. I know I knew that we had some holes at like maybe safety, right? Um, but I don't look at the roster that we have and that we're putting out there and be like, oh yep, I expect us to just get burned every play of the game. Like I expect us to put pressure on the quarterback. On just about every play that they dropped a back to pass. And I expect our linebackers to be able to make tackles downfield. Um, our secondary is playing better than they probably should, but that's injury related and not necessarily like player related, right? Like yeah, that doesn't yeah. have anything to do with the players that we thought we had going into the season. We thought we had Douglas and Alexander and then Stokes coming back at some point. At the safety position, okay, I get it. Like, we didn't think we had, like, a lot of talent there. But if those are your two holes and everything else is okay, we should be all right. Like, I feel like if you give, you know, like, a guy in the league this defense, he should be successful with it. Like, it doesn't appear to me to be this defense that – can't succeed it appears that they're set up to fail
0: oh i like the idea of drop driving or wow drafting a top end safety early in the draft
1: but and i think we've was, had opportunities two years in a row when we passed on them uh i want to say that there's a guy that's playing for maybe the lions and a guy that's playing for the ravens that we had the opportunity to draft both those guys and we it last year and the year before and Yeah, we chose not to, which I get. Like, but I think that's
0: going to be on top of my big board going forward.
1: Safety, huh? All right. Yeah, I think. Yeah, because I I actually don't know that you need to. Like, I've heard a lot of like um, corner and the corner that I've seen a lot, and I don't know if it's always the same dude and he just picks the same guy every time. Is the guy out of Iowa, uh, DeGene? Maybe. Oh yeah,
0: and he's uh, like uh kick returner and shit as well so yeah i would take that guy in a heartbeat
1: yeah and i think he's a corner and not a safety but like if you draft a corner i'm not gonna hate that like like i said i will take a offensive tackle or a defensive end any day but i understand that you have to draft for need as well and i don't want to talk too much about drafting because we'll have months to talk about that yeah i just think that we're skilled enough on the defensive side that we do not have to be giving up 34 points to a dog shit Bucks team. Right? 100%. We yeah. can do better than that. Joe's got to go, is long story short. But I'll
0: hammer our last weakness uh, that I've seen from this game. Uh, and I, I just thought it was like a lack of cleverness in the offensive play calling. Another thing that we've kind of touched a little bit is it does seem like we went and got clever for a while. Uh, we played like we had nothing to lose. And this game just seemed like the play calling was a little bit tighter. We weren't trying to throw any extra wrinkles in there, whether it be that we thought we just um, were more talented than the box that we could just Surely overwhelm them with talent or whatever it be, but it seems like we need to go out there and play like we got nothing to lose. uh More so than how we played in this game, it just no wrinkles. But then again, in the Giants game, where I feel like we would have felt the same exact way, basically same exact way is like, hey, if we beat the Giants, we're in really good shape to make the playoffs. Uh, we were doing like an, the same end around like a hundred times in a row in a yeah. game just because just it was working but
1: uh kind of well, a damn if you do damn if you a couple times it didn't continue yeah. to work
0: yeah but yeah and then yeah and then the last weakness is just lost two games that we really needed to win and now
1: we against teams we can beat those yeah. are teams that are not unbeatable like the Giants aren't that good I mean today I think they scored six points total And I don't even know who they're against the Saints, maybe. I think it was the Saints. Yeah, I think they
0: got their ass full.
1: And then the Buccaneers were in like, they're under 500. Or they, we, our game put them at 500. And maybe they're on the come up. I don't know. But like, not, that's not good. Right. Like, we're, we need to beat teams that are at 500. That's what needs to happen. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to some opportunities. We still have a good opportunity for to make the playoffs, right? So, yeah. sounds like it's a, if we win out, which is win three games in a row, we have a 93% chance, I think I read on Twitter. I have no clue. Box.
0: Yeah, I just I went to the playoff. playoff machine and just kind of put how games I thought would go. But, yeah, it, it seems like they got a good shot of making the playoffs if they just went out.
1: Yeah, I mean, so, like, if you win out, you beat the Vikings, the Panthers, and the Bears. Yeah. And so, like, Vikings should be a winnable game. Panthers and Bears, if you lose to them, like, in all honesty, I think Lafleur's job should be, like, considered on the line. Like, in all honesty, if you're losing to either the Panthers or the Bears, and it's because you kept around an incompetent coach, like, and I think if you give Justin Fields time, he's gonna get, he's gonna be scary. Like guys who choose to run against the Packers seems to have career days every fucking time.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely if we lose to the Panthers, I think your seat gets frigging Very hot. flaming hot. And then if you lose to the Panthers and Bears, you might be gone.
1: Yeah, right. Like so. Yeah. For sure. All For right, sure. so we're still on opportunities and not on negative Nancy shit. So uh, I'll let Pat get back into it. All
0: right. So, yeah, not, not many injuries from this game that I remember. So that's a good sign going forward because it seems like uh, every game we've been getting Reed out
1: of. got was limped off the field at one point. I don't know if he came back, though.
0: I, I think he did come back on the field. So, he, yeah, he did get a little nick there. But I don't think there's going to be anybody that was playing in this game that's going to be like – out next game uh i could be wrong about that but it seemed like a fairly healthy game um so that uh if we do so another opportunity here is if we do fire joe barry i think that gives the defense a bit of a spark like whether they love joe barry or hate joe barry they can just do we're going to do this for joe barry type deal love or hate whatever you know yeah no little coaching spark and then seeing al harris uh granted the cowboys got torched today but uh al harris is the the dallas or dallas's cornerbacks coach so that gave me the idea of mike mckenzie's probably out there jobless somewhere so we could hire mike mckenzie and that's a a big opportunity we have going for us
1: Uh, what about Tremont williams
0: that would work, but I, I do think we need uh, Mike McKenzie or Al Harris uh, to, to show show the cornerbacks how to play a yard off the ball instead of 10 yards off the ball.
1: Yeah, I don't think we're going to like change the scheme too much in the next uh, three weeks. I don't think that there's a good opportunity for that necessarily. I think you can change the play call. Like, all right, the play call is we're playing press coverage here, but the actual scheme, I'm not sure. So yeah yeah and, and then we'll roll into the I, threat hire him up who cares? uh maybe leroy <laughs> butler that's my fa- that's my favorite of all time yeah that would be, i'd take he's him to... he's in town yeah, i think he lives in green bay still yeah yeah
0: he he was talking about the game a little bit but yeah and then threats we'll roll through these real quick so a big threat we don't have the nuts and fire joe i think that would suck um uh, jair alexander never comes back that's a big threat uh I started seeing Twitter kind of go a little bit wild about like, wh- what is his injury? Cause it, I, we haven't been told, you yeah. know, he's going to be out for four yeah. weeks. And now it uh, seems like it's approaching like, why was he in the, the whole IR? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, I do think so. I am getting into like conspiracy mind on that too.
0: I think I've seen that. the tweet that you might reference. Or maybe it was you that tweeted it from. A I don't think I tweet,
1: tweeted anything like. Maybe I tweeted it from a different account, like my burner account or <laughs> something. I don't think I did though. Uh, but like, what I mean, like, is it possible that he just is unwilling to play for this defense? I mean, he's had he had come some conversations early in the season about how he didn't think they were doing the right thing. He said that last year against the Vikings, the first game, that they weren't doing the right thing, and then they did the opposite. The following game and he had a hell of a game um I guess I'm just not sure like where he's at
0: yeah no I I think that that would be a bigger problem uh than than it would be just being like that like hey I'm gonna fix an injury just because I don't want to play for this dog shit defense like I think that that's almost a bigger issue than if you're just like I think this defense is dog shit but I'm gonna go out there and try to do something about it. But maybe, I guess, no, the conspiracy works. Because then he's like, if I'm not on the field, this defense is obviously worse. And then this guy will get fired quicker. And maybe. So maybe that. that I, I don't yeah. think that that's the case. But
1: So yeah. I don't think yeah. athletes generally think like that. Like, I don't think athletes are like, I'm not playing for this fucking dude. Because it's going to make me look fucking bad. I don't yeah. think guys. Do I think they think, well, I can make this shit better. I'll be out there. I'm going to help yeah. the team out. um no, not every athlete thinks like that right so we've seen guys in the past sit out or whatever so
0: yeah now i'm trying to read my last threat here it doesn't seem like we can complete a game all right so i already hammered that
1: one yeah you killed that one we just don't do what we're supposed to do when we're supposed to do it we do it when everybody thinks we're fucking terrible yeah
0: yeah basically we can play good good when we think we got nothing to lose uh long story short there uh now we're going to do our Bucks stuff bucks in 60 seconds mm-hmm. so the bucks look like they took losing in the in-season tournament very personally and have just been on a war path ever since uh they were three and zero since they lost to the pistons in not so great of a game um i want to see what they are tonight uh if they ended up going four and oh against the rockets tonight yep so they beat the rockets 128 to 119 tonight but since losing to the pacers they beat uh chicago 133 to 129 and that was their closest game uh then they went whooped the shit out of the pacers big stories came out of that game Uh, and then they went whooped the shit out of detroit and yeah, then they whooped the shit out of the Rockets as well. And the Rockets, from what I've heard, have been playing well. I guess they're two and nine on the road. So not a great road team, but it seems like they're a decent team. Um, obviously the Pacers are a solid team, uh, it, you know, making it the championship in the in-season tournament. But but yeah, let's just hit that news real quick. I'm sure everyone in the media has hit it. Uh, But the ball incident, the give me back my ball. So Giannis goes for 64 points career high against the Pacers. And then I can't even, yeah, Bucks record. And I can't remember who it even was for the Pacers. Scored one point, but it was their first point. So they try to keep it, keep the ball like a. Well,
1: here's the fucked up part about it. It wasn't his first point. He scored his first point in the in season tournament okay see i didn't even know that from what i understand he scored his first points in the in-season tournament or something like that and like not important to keep that game ball but important enough to keep this because there was his first regular season points yeah no that is the fucking regular season too this guy i don't like him i don't like these pacers rivalry engaged
0: exactly so that is cool though it'll be cool to have some bad blood against a team that's solid in the east and i also think that i'm not gonna like deem anybody wrong or right in this game but i do think it's the bucks being kind of salty that they got beat by them oh yeah in in the in-season tournament and then i think them just flooring the pacers being like well you guys think you're good you're not that good and then whooping their ass in Milwaukee. So, you know, the rivalry just bubbled up because it's is the Pacers yeah. kind of being like pissed off, like coming off like, yeah, we beat you guys last time when it met something. And then the Bucks, I, I don't know. I love this Bucks team because to get that mad over something like that, I think shows that this team had some heart. another thing that happened in the game, Giannis got followed like semi-hard. I wouldn't even call it hard. He got followed medium is how I would put it. And Thanis, Thanos is, wow. Yeah. I'm not going to get it. Uh, tried to run off the bench, kind of tried to make it look like he was <laughs> <running> <laughs> yep, off, yep. Off, off the bench to whoop somebody's ass. But I do think he is a guy that looks like he could whoop somebody's ass. And I will say I do respect his spot on the team if that's what they have him there for is if someone fucks with your brother we're putting you in the game to go fuck with whoever did that and mm-hmm. that that would be great because <clears throat> with this shit that we're, we're going to get into the nba just a little bit um uh, but with that shit that happened with draymond green like flailing and throwing that punch like dude in that, just being like consistent like that, I am surprised a team hasn't been like, Hey, we're, you're getting called up from the G League right now. We're going to be you're very honest with, with
1: Raymond in the fucking balls. Yeah. And you're going to get him, you're going to get him fucking angry. And get yeah. Him out of
0: that or just like a straight up ass whooping. Like, dude, I, we'll pay for your lawyers. We'll pay for your fines will pay for everything. Just go put that dude in his place real quick. Make him look like a bitch in front of the whole entire world.
1: Who does that though? I mean I'm I'm being serious here. So he's built like more like a brick shit house than most guys in the NBA. Most guys that play in the NBA. I mean so like he's thicker than most of them. He's taller than most of them. So he's what 6-9. So he's probably taller than the vast majority of guys in the NBA. No, you're he's not. You're that. not wrong at all. Who I'm not going to tell the. <laughs> and he's angry, like <laughs> who's doing that?
0: I'm not telling the guy it's going to be an easy fight. I'm just. <laughs> no right? I'm just telling the guy, just go try. Like I think,
1: and like I don't know where Draymond grew up, but it's like real possible that it's like inner city Detroit. He went to Michigan State. Yeah. No, he I mean, he's a beast. Like yeah, like he's a, he's a dog. Like that's a guy that. You love on your team. You fucking love that dude if he's on your team because he's the guy who pisses everybody off and it just puts everybody on edge.
0: But I think if you have a guy on your team where you're like, hey, man,
1: we will deal
0: with all your repercussions that come from this. If he fucks with us, square him up, hit him in the jaw. We don't give a fuck what like. Yeah, you you might get your ass whooped, but like if you have a guy out there, like with that in his head, like, hey, I can hit him in the jaw, like, yeah, "Yeah, I might be suspended, thrown out of the NBA. I guess that would be an issue, like, down the road. But I do think also, though, if you did it to Draymond Green, like with Draymond Green's like track record of doing shit like
1: that, yeah, you're not probably getting kicked out of the NBA, yeah, like, like. uh, like even Ron Artest and um, shoot who uh O'Neill was on, there. yeah, like those guys didn't get kicked out of the NBA. They still had the opportunity to play in the NBA. Nobody got kicked out of the NBA after they were fighting fucking fans. <laughs> like fans were they were walking into the stands punching fans and like nobody said shit. And They're like, all right, you know, like give them a year and then they can come back, yeah,
0: yeah, so if a yeah guy like
1: does something chippy to you or your team and you put like. And you just pop him in the face, I don't think you're losing maybe 10 games. I
0: think if you square him up good enough and like it, it would depend how bad the how bad you injure the other person, I think, which it probably yep. shouldn't. But if you end up like
1: knocking him out for the season with like a broken jaw or some shit. So like, I actually believe that like if you want to run targeting penalties and um, like headhunting penalties in the NFL, like if you want to do that stuff, that if a guy leaves the game, you're kicked out. Like, that's how it should be. I I don't think so. So, not on a legal tackle, but if you're fouled, if it's a penalized tackle, and, like, you fucked up a team's opportunity to, like, be successful, and it same for the offense. Like, if you put your head down, you get flagged for putting your helmet down, guy has a concussion, he goes out, player goes out too.
0: No, but it gets too like ticky tack. Nah, maybe ticky tack is not the right word. But let's say, um, um, I can't like think of Keith. who. No, 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 no. So Harrison, who's the Vikings' really good
1: safety? Um, yeah, uh, Harris. It's Harrison. It's Harrison y- something. Harrison Smith. Yes,
0: Harrison Smith. So say Harrison Smith just lights up. Let's say Malik Keith. So like a solid receiver, yeah, but not yeah. our guy, Doesn't and matter. gets a gets a targeting call. So then yeah. Malik if Heath, Malik Heath
1: can't play. Can't well play. guess guess he was what? Ruled out by the doctors. If the doctors and the NFL want to cheat and ruin the game, if that's what they want to do, the, then the game will go away. Like long term, the game is gone. If that's how people, so so you're you're saying say, he needs a doctor's
0: slip to say this guy can't come back
1: in the game. Just, so that's what they do now. They tell them, okay. right? Like, that's how they determine whether a guy goes back in the game. Most of these guys aren't quitting. And, so they're not Jay Cutler. Uh, you know, my knee is a little sore today. It's the NFC Championship. I'm not coming back in. Like, that's not how that works, right? So, like, and so oh, instead of it being the guy is doubtful to play again, it'd be the guy is out, like the guy who's ruled out. And once they rule him out through the doctors, he can't come in and play, I'm sure. Okay. Right? Because that's I it. guess, guess if.
0: I didn't realize like that was the system. I still don't fully know if that is the system. Because I was gonna say if that if that play happens, there's no chance Malik Keith is coming back into the game. Like you so, just be like, dude, you're hurt for this game. Sorry. And then like, we're like, we so, don't have to play against Harrison Smith for the rest of this game.
1: But doubtful and out are two different things, right? So um when they everybody lost their mind about the Joe Burrow injury, like he had that thing was really wasn't on the injury report. Like people lost their mind because like in theory, they're supposed to be on the injury report if they're injured and they're missing time or like, there's a possibility that they don't play. Well, he gets dinged up one little time and then he's not playing and he's out for the rest of the season too. Like that's what happened there. So like the difference between out and doubtful is like kind of a big deal, but they always put these guys as like in question to return. That just would change. Right, so like when they when Rogers tore his AC or tore his uh, Achilles, it probably they probably said at oh, he's questionable whether he's returning. They would have just said he's out immediately.
0: Yeah, no, I right. Got you. Like he lost me a little bit, day. but yeah, but yeah, no, I got
1: you. Yeah,
0: so I guess I still don't agree with it. You could explain it forever.
1: Um, yeah, and never, I mean, I, yeah, and I don't cause... know that I'm like 100 percent on board with that because I think it turns into the NBA and soccer, then. like where they fake injuries so that they can get penalties. Yeah. Like, they down? I think like, uh, and we saw that once with, I don't know if you remember, there was like three weeks ago, it was Christian McCaffrey, like pretended he got pushed down to the ground and flopped, And though him and the ref were like laughing about it. I thought that should have been like a 15 yard penalty. That should be unsportsmanlike conduct because yeah. that's the shit that ruins games. That's the shit that I hate to see in soccer. When a guy like fakes like he's got an injury and then gets up and walks off the field. Or um when you see a, an NBA player flop down on the ground so that they can get a foul call. That's the stuff that I feel like ruins games to me. Yeah, well, when- no,
0: I, I kind of I agree with that. My my main thing with the targeting if we get back to the targeting is just there's so many times you've seen it where it was like targeting For sure yeah. but like it wasn't like a guy making a malicious hit like it was just you know wrong placement of the helmet at the wrong time like not like hey i'm gonna helmet yeah. to helmet this dude i want to say in the bills game today i seen one play where the dude I i can't remember who it is i mean they're playing dallas but like he just helmets to helmet the dude. And it looked like it was on purpose. And he was just like pumped about it. He was like, fuck that guy. And he was like smiling and like slapping like high fives and shit. It was weird. Like I was like, did they tell him to rip? Was it the sick the guy on Draymond Green situation uh, that, that was happening? But it, it was weird. But, yeah, he was not affected in the least bit of getting a 15-yard penalty for nailing this guy head-to-head. Yeah. But but you ready to get to the Badgers real quick? We're going to do it in two seconds.
1: Yeah, let's run it down.
0: All right, so Badgers, since the last time uh, we had the show, they lost Arizona in that one. But since then, they won their only game versus Jacksonville State, 75-60. to 60. They're still number 23 in the country. Uh, the last game before conference play starts is against Chicago State on the 22nd. I know they did have one game against Michigan state already, but like once the schedule completely flips to all yeah. conference games, uh, last game, 22nd against Chicago state. And I think that's when we'll lock in the Badgers. Maybe we'll try to get a Badgers guy on here, but as always, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate the support. We love you all. Uh, please like subscribe, download, share. And we'd appreciate it. Mike, you got Final words for them.
1: If you're doubting the Batters, the Bucks, the Brewers, or the Packers, you can eat our shorts. Fire Joe Berry. roll it. All them suckers that doubted the
0: Packers King. eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers King. eat my shorts. Eat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers King. eat my shorts. Eat my shows.